It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. Then I put the sea rigs on the A rigs. Bring fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. <laughs> reports. About, but not that conservation. Probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Howdy. Welcome to another episode. I got plenty for you, I think, possibly. And if you need any further satiating, then uh, uh, there's there's lots of resources out there for you. But this is one. This is one good one. This is a quality resource for you. So let's get into it. Uh, I've been uh, I've gone seven times in the last nine days fishing. Are you proud of me? I'm proud of me. All all thanks to resetting my sleep schedule to actually wake up before eleven, which is really good and normal and things. Um, I recommend it if you're into fishing. Um, so the first one, uh, picking up where I left off from last week, um, uh, Saturday I went surf fishing locally, just brought the sea rig. I thought the swell would be down. That's what happened. Um, swell was kind of up the previous two days, but it was like heading down. Like, like the swell was dropping like a foot per day. And so it was supposed to be like two foot at 12, seconds or something like that and i wouldn't say that it was uh there was i mean maybe i don't know i'm i'm kind of relearning stuff regarding surf fishing and uh what i should be reading and how i should be calibrating and all these things and uh so that's that's actually it's a it's a fun little process where it's um to be calibrating to to something new and really getting into it so that's exciting right um so it was not, I didn't feel like it was two, two foot at 12. Um, perhaps it was, so I'm, I'm judging the break here. That's what I'm judging. So the break was really, uh, I guess, yeah, there were like, there were one to two foot sets and then there were like four foot sets, five foot sets. And, uh, I believe it's been down solid downhill current all week. Uh, not excluding, uh, Saturday, this was also the sol- partial solar eclipse that day, so uh, that's the thing. Um, I did not get anything that day. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, I brought my ultralight rod, hoping that the, uh, you know, that the swell would actually be down, and I would actually be able to throw like quarter ounce or three eighth ounce or something. And I did, and I got away with it. But I really felt like it was more of like a half ounce to three quarter ounce kind of day throwing, uh, throwing gulp sandworms. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I'm learning that the windy app is, or swell forecasts. I knew this before, and I, I just wanted to uh, be lazy and uh, uh, and just think that things had changed. Uh, in that reality had changed for my benefit. But uh, the swell forecast doesn't isn't the wave forecast um so that's a thing especially around hb I've, I've noticed uh i've noticed this week some really nice breaks like today i so i'll get into it uh but today i saw like like eight foot faces on swells and it's like i know the ground swell is like four it's like a long period and like four foot or something like that but there was like like seeing the surfers like could have fit two surfers on the on the side of the swell i'm like what the fuck what the hell but uh 
Yeah, so getting back to Saturday, uh, I'd call it about 10 bites, 10 micro bites. So there were fish, uh, we'll say that. Um, fished from 7 to 9 a.m. and got out of there uh, right before the partial solar eclipse. I saw a dude with a um, with this little contraption where he was like, he was like wakeboarding, but he there was a there was a rope that was like anchored, or there was like a motor um, that was anchored in the sand that like um, that retrieved the rope that he was holding on to as if it were like um, a wakeboarding setup on a boat, and so he just like dragged out the rope and the and the handle, and then like he had like a remote control and then he pressed the button and then he would just go flying like along the swell by just pulling on the, uh, being pulled by the, by the rope that was being retrieved by the motor. Does that make sense to you? Um, but yeah, the, I talked to the guy who was like next to the motor thing and he was like, yes, uh, he's, he's building it himself. It is proprietary, proprietary technology. So it was, uh, it was interesting. So watch out for that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was not the best fishing day. Uh, so, and then the, the surfers were out big time, like 7am it was fishable, but there were definitely quite a few. And then by 9am it was just like, like any, anything, any water that was fishable was covered in, in surfers. So I was like, all right, whatever, fuck it. That's why you don't fish on weekends. Um, if you're, if you're paranoid about going out when, when everybody would be out, uh, you are, you're not paranoid, you are being realistic. So the next day I hit a local pond lake thing with a with Tommy from Sharkbait. Shout out. And uh I was looking for my first green sunfish and uh uh went a looking and uh started with a micro jig under a float and then switched over to a number fourteen hook with a red worm and uh hopped around from spot to spot uh the hot spot landed me five keychain green bass uh like literally three to four and a half inches or something like that and then tommy was able to get one maybe like six inch bass on a mouse tail or something like that um a good times were had by all but no green sunfish were had by any uh Monday slept in. I said I was gonna go halibut hunting in the boat, and I uh, and I was just, um, I was, I was pooped from waking up early on Sunday morning. I don't think I slept much. I think I went to bed late on Saturday night. You don't need to know all this shit. But anyway, I slept, slept in on Monday. Normal day. Tuesday, I fished the beach. Uh, different area. Whole new area. Uh, good trough for a quarter mile. Uh, pretty big outside break, attracting a lot of surfers, but keeping them well outside of casting range, which was nice. They were probably like 100 yards out, and, you know, we're casting about 50 yards or whatever. So that's nice. Uh, strong downhill current. Um, I think Tommy and I got a fish each. He was using a grub. I was using gulp. A uh, bunch of micro bites all over. So there was life out there. But uh, uh, but the ones to be hooked were elusive. Uh, Wednesday did not fish. Thursday took the boat out. Uh, went over towards the Newport coast. Uh, don't really fish there often. Went past the pipeline. Um, I 
fished around the hard bottom. I wanted to see what was around the hard bottom over there. I know it exists. I know there's no real specific spots. There's a couple. I'm sure there are more, if you really look. Um, I I saw a couple marks here and there that were like, all right, let's just, let's just put a marker there and just see if that's like consistent over the course of the season or the year or whatever, whenever I happen to pass by it. Anyways, um, slow trolling, uh, three-way rigs, 12 ounces, and uh, one had a LC Flash Minnow 130. The other had a swim bait, uh, five-inch big hammer swim bait. Uh, what was that one? Calico Hunter Special or something? It's the one with the glitter. Um, went over one spot where I might have seen white sea bass. I'm not sure, though, but it looked like it on the meter. Um, uh, fat, red, undulating um, marks. And, uh, you know, they. I've been told that the, the air bladders are uh reflect a lot of your 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 what do you want to call it your sonar uh it, re it reflects a lot of the the noise back um so it's particularly like dense and then uh they're also long enough that they'll worm instead of just being like a a straight a little straight line or maybe a, a little uh end bend like bass might show up to be they have uh They'll come out to be like an S or more, depending on on your quality. But uh, I didn't catch any, but they were just like kind of stacked in one spot. And I was like, OK, um, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't spend too much time on them. I wasn't really I, I didn't want to get my hopes up or whatever. I just um, just saw it when, OK, that's I thought it was bass at first. But then I looked back, I took a picture of it and looked back and it's like, that's that's pretty interesting. I wonder if there's squid out here. I feel like I've been seeing squid boats out of uh, along PCH at night. I may be wrong. I don't know. Um, maybe it's lobsters, but it looks like they're kind of deep out there, and I don't think people go for lobsters in 100 feet. Do they? Email me. Tell me. I think they only go out like 50 foot for lobsters, right? Is that a thing? I don't know much about lobsters. I don't really care. There's too much drama. Uh, the, the stuff, the equipment takes up a lot of space. I don't really want to go out on a boat at night if I don't have to. And, uh, I don't eat bugs anymore. I'm not in elementary school. So, no, I don't mind them. They're good. They can be good. So, uh, as far as the halibut fishing, getting back to that, um, covered, covered several miles, uh, slow trolling around. Oh, also, it was fucking foggy. Um... On my way over there, I was like, I don't know if this is smart, but I'm going to do it anyway, so I'm all set up. And then um, then I got out there, and it was like two, 300 yards of visibility. I'm going like, like I was going about 12 knots out uh, on the way out, and uh, that's, not a, that's not a terribly dangerous speed in the fog, if you ask me. I think that's the right way, the right speed to go. Um, whether other people abide, uh, by that philosophy is, um, is another question. That is the risk. Um, didn't run into anybody that day. So, but when I got back, I talked to somebody, uh, who said that the, the police boat 
uh, was waiting at the mouth of the harbor, and they turned them away. They wouldn't let them leave the harbor because it was too foggy, and they were like, like you can't trust your GPS when it's this and when it's this foggy. So like we're not gonna let you out. And uh, I don't know if that's legal to do that. If you can just say, hey, fuck you, like as a policeman, like you're not allowed to take your boat out when it's just like, like I think they can only advise it, right? I don't know. So, um. I don't know. That was weird. Um, uh, but the guy had a, a like a broken, not a broken, but like kind of heavy, heavy Vietnamese accent. Um, so I wonder if, uh, if you know, arguing with uh, law enforcement was just you know like um, too much investment for, like the the rhetoric was a little too much to deal with or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was that was at nine a.m. They didn't let him out at nine a.m. So I missed that by about an hour and a half or something like that. So, uh, yeah, back to the halibut again. Uh, covered a lot of water. Um, saw a bunch of stray marks. Not a bunch. Just a few. Every 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 hundred yards or so, I'd see some kind of mark. Not a whole lot of bait. Um, uh, I got... Uh, I hooked up to one thing on the swim bait, and it came off about halfway up. It was... It felt small. felt like a dink sand bass or something, but it was ice... It was in, like, a totally... Um, isolated spot where I don't remember seeing a mark, so I kind of wonder what else it could have been. Maybe it was a sarcastic fringe head, or uh, maybe it was a halibut. Who knows? But it, I, I will never know. So, yeah, I went all the way into, like, within... Probably got to about 200, 300 yards off the beach in Newport, and then I started loading up on seagrass on my line so i turned it around and got back into a little deeper water and fished the contour of the newport canyon and uh there was some bait balls around there but no real signs of game fish there were some a couple stray marks on the bottom here and there no bites went back uh further out checked on that uh potential white sea bass school again um as i was around there uh I hooked bottom, and I was like, God damn it, um, on the swim bait rod. Then I started reeling up the flash minnow rod. And as I did that, uh, I pulled up a, uh, that got caught on the bottom. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to lose my flash minnow. And then it came off, and I was like, oh, yay. Hey, there's something on. Double yay. Brought it up. It was a, a like a 15, 16-inch fantail sole, which is pretty cool. Like the first one I caught like earlier this year was like 10 inches or something like that. So I didn't know they got that big, and uh, I almost kept it, and I decided to take mercy. So, uh, yeah, then I started heading back, and then I checked a couple spots that were uh, not much, and I didn't have much on them, and, uh, and then I went home. And that was, that, was a, that was a nice enough day. I kind of knew that that hard bottom area, just, like, fishing all that, like, random, like, hard bottom, I felt like I was more likely to catch, like, a motley crew kind of fish a motley what's the kind of an, an oddball fish uh and i did so that's interesting right so um yeah and then to conclude the reports i went uh this morning with tommy oh seven hundred oh nine hundred almost on the dot and um um i caught we worked about what almost half mile half mile total of beach and 
enough micro biters and I ended up with three fish, four inches, eight inches, and 12 inches. So a nice, uh, nice crew of fish there on all on gulp. And then he caught one uh, on the grub and uh, there were three other fishermen out there. Um, I don't know how, exactly how well they did. I know at least one of them got more than more than unskunked most economical way to put it and uh still lots of surfers but not so bad they really like uh just hopping into the water right next to fishermen i've noticed around here uh as i'm getting like as i'm really trying to dial in the surf fishing it's like like that the commonality of every day is like like there will be at least three surfers who will just like like just buzz past my shoulder as they like run down the beach and into the water and it's like oh like it happens so much that like if it happened once every now and then i would think it would just be like you know one idiot asshole like surfer who just like is just a piece of shit i don't know it's like you know just think the worst of them and then um uh but it happens like multiple times a day every day so i'm like all right like these guys if they think they're cool with me like that. I'll be cool with them like that. And if you get hooked, like, I hope you laugh about it because it's pretty dumb <laughs> what you're doing. I don't know what what world you live in. So, like, you know, whatever, whatever. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't I don't surf. Um, I would think in my mind, I don't know, uh, you know, since I've never surfed, the thing I think I consider is like, okay, well, why are they why are they jumping in where I am? Is it I would think that it's because I'm fishing a hole, and so maybe if there's a hole, they're seeing that there's a rip there, and if there's a rip, it would be easier to get out potentially because like the current will like push you out. That's what rip currents do, right? That's what the that's what the lifeguards don't want you to get caught in, but a surfer like wants to stay out there. So you could, so you get sucked out. So it'd be easier for them to get out. Right, 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 right. Uh, and so, uh, uh, that's what I assume. But then it's also like, are you guys being picky at all about what wave you're catching? Like, are you studying, uh, the shape of the wave, like up and down the beach and going, ah, yes, it's like breaking, you know, um, the way the beach is shaped or like the way this particular part of the beach is shaped, it's breaking left to right. Um, and there's a good, you know, there's a good open face for like a hundred yards. So let's jump on that because that's a really nice long break that I can stay on. Or, uh, you know, as opposed to like this spot where it's like, it all kind of falls over at the same time. And, uh, and so you only get like a few seconds riding it before it just kind of turns to white water. Um, I don't think anybody here gives a shit, or at least <laughs> once I see. Uh, I think they're, I think they just see water and they're like, oh, oh, oh. but uh, I I don't mean to shit on any one person, just uh, the ones that are jumping in front of me and they deserve to get a little shit, you know. Uh, hopefully they can laugh at themselves. If not, you know, then we can talk about it. I can bring them on the podcast, and we can have an argument. But, uh, yeah, that's that.
a couple liters. I got a reload on on thirty pound liter, so I'm doing that. I'm going with the uh, P line Fluoro Clear. That's treated me well all year. Just went through two hundred fifty yards of that this year, so I'll get another two hundred fifty yards. Um, I like that stuff. Budget twelve bucks for two hundred fifty yards lasts all year as a liter material. It's uh, fluorocarbon coated, so I don't know if that's like perfect if it's actually comparable or any improvement over mono but i like it um i've been using a, a 10 pound fluoro red label cigar also cheap filler spool stuff i think that's like 12 bucks for 200 yards and um um I've been using the 10-pound fluoro leader for surf fishing as of late just because I am so sick of the leader uh, getting, like, tangled up around the sinker. Um, if, like, the surf pushes it around just a little bit too much, you end up with that. If you're in, like, if you're using, like, 6-pound test, like, the minute I switched over to 6-pound test uh, for a leader, um, every third cast I was, like, undoing a, a, a little sinker tangle. And, uh... You know, at some point that that chafes the line enough that it compromises the strength, and then you lose your fish, and you go, I don't know what happened, and I don't want to be that guy. So uh, I switched back over to ten pound fluoro. I kind of wonder if it's worth getting six pound fluoro, like finding some stiffer six pound fluoro, that would be, because um, I would like to go lighter, but I just want it to be stiff. That's all. Is that too much to ask? Um, feed it some, some, uh, some sea house, but, uh, yeah, so I'm just sticking with 10 and I'm getting bit, uh, with the gulp at least. Um, am I not catching my Corbina, my lifer Corbina because I'm using 10 pound fluoro instead of six pound or four pound or whatever the fuck possibly. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. But right now that's working out for perch and croakers, yellowfin croakers. I wonder if it'll work for the spotfin croakers. I think it will. I think people use like 10, 12, 15 pound tests for spotfin croakers and they don't really give a shit. But those beans, if you want to get a ticket to bean tan, you got you to gotta bring the light line. So see how that pans out. I do have four pound Invis X, Seaguar Invis X. The thing I don't like about Invisex is the spool that it comes on. It doesn't really have a, a like a, a tag end uh, holder, you know. So like you, um, there's the the line is just hanging off. Like you either gotta like put a rubber band over the spool, or else the line is just gonna slowly like get fucking everywhere, and then you're gonna waste line because then like you know, it's sitting in your car or whatever, and it's rolling around, and now there's, like, 12 feet of four-pound, and it's chafing against the sides of your car, and it's hanging out all over everything, and it's ruining itself, and then you're wasting line, and you gotta cut it and feed it to sea turtles, so not about that. Not about that around here, so uh, I would like to get rid of that four-pound, or at least find a rubber band, I suppose. All right, 
the game plan? What's the game plan? Um, I'm thinking I have, I have ideas for every day this week. Um, and I've fished enough this past week. I fished five times this past week, which is a lot better than usual. So I actually have faith that I'll perform most of these trips. Um, but also know that I won't do at least a couple. So, you know, this is what I would do throughout the week. This is the, this is the proper design of the game plan section by just saying what I would do on any given hour of, of the week. Um, so here goes, um, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I don't really like the, it looks a little, um, you know, I always feel like a pussy every time I say that, like, well, it's looking a little sporty or whatever. And it's like, you know, three and a half foot at seven seconds. And, uh, uh, for, as far as boating goes, it's like, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, and I'm sure other people will be like, well, I'm in six foot at eight and I don't give a shit. And it's just like, all right, have fun. I don't want to do that. It doesn't sound fun. Um, so it doesn't, it looks a little bit sporty. Put an asterisk next to it for this weekend. So I'm not, I don't really want to deal with it. There's like, uh, moderate winds throughout the week. So I'm keeping that in mind. Um, not a lot of good boating days. So if I do go boating, I'm thinking that I'm going to go behind the break wall looking for halibut. We'll see. But Saturday, Sunday, I'm thinking freshwater, looking for that green sunfish. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a windstorm um, on Monday, I think. Let's take a double check. But I wrote, yeah, it's Monday. Like midday Monday, it's going to be a little bit of a cold front, a little bit of a low, uh, what is it, low pressure? When it, when it dips down? I'm no expert, despite my webinaring. Um, yeah, midday Monday, it's going to be kind of windy. Um, barometer is going to drop uh, from, you know, 29.8 to 29.7. So there's that. So I was thinking that, um, uh, that doesn't sound pleasant. I don't want to fish that day. Then it's like, you know what? Um, I always think that, uh, that would be the time to fish for stripers. I've never caught a striper in saltwater or in the, uh, or in the, uh, river systems, uh, of Orange County. I've only caught a couple on one day in Piru, I believe. Was that Piru? Yeah. And, um... Uh, but I would, al I always tend to think when, when it gets a little bit snotty that the stripers will come out. So, uh, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, it's something that I romanticize. And so, uh, come Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night, I think would be the start of that where, um, uh, in some areas it does, the bar barometric pressure does drop a little bit and in, into Monday and, uh, so after the Dolphins game, I'm definitely going to watch Sunday night football, Dolphins versus Eagles, go Dolphins, let's, let's, let's claim this shit. Um, after that, I would consider a quick little trip to like a river mouth or something, throwing an LC. It's going to be a little bit windy, but hopefully I'm on the right side of the wind so I can throw it and not have it not come back at me or whatever the fuck. Um... So kind of striper kind of weather like Sunday night through Monday. 
That's kind of what I'm thinking. It continues to be uh, sporty weather uh, until about Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I am thinking about um, going behind the break wall. I think the, what is it? Well, why did I write that down? Is the tide decent? I think there is Tuesday. Yeah, 720 high tide. So pretty much when I'm launching with the sunrise, uh, it'll be peak high tide, and then there'll still be a little bit of current moving around for the rest of the morning. And uh, hunt down some halibut during that period. That could be a uh, decent potential. It's like uh, blowing it about five knots all morning, so it's not going to be flat, but it'll, it won't it will be terrible. Um, and behind the break wall, it, it, it'll just it'll be perfectly manageable. Um, and then uh, Wednesday through... Uh, I've got this in groups a little bit. Wednesday through Saturday, there's some good lunch low tides, for me at least, like 2 to 4 p.m. It's going to be dropping. By Friday, it'll be a negative uh, low tide. So I think that'd be a good time to explore some uh, some of the like super empty troughs and, and sand structures uh, that have been made as of late and see if there are any corbina looking around for some stray sand crabs or some stray clams or some stray ghost shrimp. Are you excited about that? Um, and then uh, there are going to be like some early sunrise high tides from Thursday to Sunday that I kind of like. When I say early sunrise high tides, I'm talking like you'll be able to fish the incoming just a wee bit, like maybe an hour or two. It'll be like a high tide at like 8 to 9 a.m., It'll be a nice high tide, and then the uh, then the moon is gonna set. Now, this is cons uh, uh, this is conspiracy that I would cite from uh, what's his name? Um, who's the guy over at Castake uh, who who catches nonstop um, chunks? What's his name? Uh, Butch Butch Brown. Shout out. Um, he likes the idea of big fish coming out. Um, when the, when the moon goes down, when the moon is not in the sky. So the, uh, during these, the moon will be setting. It's a full moon or close to it. It's going to be setting at like four, five, six a.m. So then you're set up with a high tide and a moon set. Maybe some big halibut will come around. Maybe some big strappers will come around. You catch my drift? So, uh... So there's some ideas that I like. It is still going to be a little bit sporty all the way to Thursday, Friday. Then it's going to be super glassy, right? Wednesday. Wednesday it's going to clean up. Still going to be a little windy. Consistent wind through Wednesday. Kind of windy in the morning on Thursday. Nice on Friday. Normal afternoon winds. Below average afternoon winds even. But real nice swell for those few days. Um, so boating would be nice. So maybe I I go boat twice in the week, or maybe I just go Friday, or maybe I just stay on land for Thursday, Friday. I don't know. I'll tell you what I do on the next episode. Have a nice weekend.